What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 397th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. We have a heck of a show for you guys. Did I say it? Did I introduce myself? I must... <laughs> I'm just thinking of how daunting a heck this is. of a show already, huh? Just thinking of how daunting this is. I'm your host, SBJ, with me, Greg. Hello. Uh, remind me, I have a quick GTS PSA to give everybody when it's my shot. Okay. And uh, Will also here? I have no PSAs. I, I love everything. Everything <laughs> is great. Perfect. It's a wonderful world. All right. Good. You probably can figure out by the episode title that there's an interview this uh, episode with Dr. Lava. They are the Twitter slash YouTuber that posts old Pokemon history. And we talked a little bit about that stuff with like Gorochu, uh, which was supposed to be the evolution of Raichu, and the Gen 4 Sprite female male leaks uh, a couple episodes back, kind of more in depth of, you know, how he came across this information uh, what he actually does with the information, you know, going forward. So that'll be in the middle of the episode. And it was it was a great interview. Okay, we got a jam-packed show for you guys, so we're going to go through this stuff. There's certain news articles I didn't pull. I assure you I saw it. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a start. Well, well, let's just jump right into news. There, uh, there's a new episode of Twilight Wings, that podcast. Oh, it's so good. So listen to that in the uh, Patreon feed. I will save my opinions for it. Speaking of controversy. <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's talk about a different controversy. Let's, talk about let's a, go for it. Let's talk about a different controversy. This is egg events that have made up the last couple things in Pokemon Go. The excellent egg events? Yes. I think the Sulf Road did some research and what, what, how did they, how did they frame this? We're not going to do it anymore. Well, no, no, not that. They like calculated the amount of days since like January, well, since the start of the year and how many of those days had events and out of those days that had events since the year started, like 77% of them involved egg events. I think it was 48 out of 62 days had egg events. Yes. Yes. There you go. So that's a lot of egg events, and we've complained on this show about how the egg events seem awful and bad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, other people have also complained. And then we decided to start a petition, uh, hashtag bring back no egg events. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Not with that attitude. So the, the, the controversy, so they, they changed it. Apparently, this is, this is the controversy, I guess. This is the issue, is Niantic came out and told third-party sources that they've changed it, and they they said to these third-party sources, such as, like, Trainer Tips, um, or some other YouTubers, or some other um, sources of media, that the the starters, the clone starters that are were going to be available in 7K eggs, will now also be available in one-star raids. A great start. They have also said they plan on redoing events in the future based off what they've heard about the complaints for all these egg events which is uh, that's all good that's all great my problem is you can't actually find the antics saying this you can only find like youtubers repeating that like we've talked oh. to the and they said this and we saw this before with daramaka 
where they said, where Niantic said, don't worry, after Darmok is out of 7k eggs, it will appear in the wild. But they never posted an official statement about that. They told, I think, like an Instagram person, and then the Instagram person told us. And then back a couple months ago, suddenly Gibble, Shiny Gibble was available. But again, they didn't tell anyone except they told an Instagrammer, and the Instagram person told us. While I get that Niantic is working with YouTubers and influencers, not us, because I think we're too negative. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't influence We anything. could be. Come on. Um, I mean, we can change. How, what's, what, make an offer. There's, there's a couple things. One is, like, why are they not just... They, they have... They can push us news in the app. They have a website that we go to and report on. They have their own Twitter account, which we've gotten news from before when they reply to people. But they seem to rely on on in, influencers that one not everyone follows. And if you're going to tell like the Gibble and the the Gibble is a good example. They only told one influencer, and it wasn't until very much later on the other influencers just piggybacked off that initial influencer. But we don't even know what influencers they work with and i feel like that should be disclosed like i work like if nintendo sends me a free game uh, not only do i have to include hashtag free game in my tweet and i have to include hashtag free game uh if i'm streaming it on twitch but there was like one time i forgot about it and nintendo like messaged me and they were like you're we were like they were like hey just a heads up out of your four videos this one doesn't have the hashtag in it can you update that video and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm super sorry. Like, that was an accident. Because sometimes I change my... When I'm streaming on Twitch, sometimes I'm changing games. And then I'm changing the ti- t- the title. And then Twitch only remembers one of your multiple titles that you have. And then when D- with DNA, you know, anytime we bring up Pokemon Master News, it's just very easy to say, like, hey, I specifically work with DNA. But I've, I have, like, no clue which influencers are working with Niantic. I don't know where to find that information. Who, who, who I don't get why Niantic is weird. Is are they like doing it so they don't have like any responsibility of like if the shiny gibble broke they could be like well you know we never officially said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. it like gives them plausible deniability. I guess, but in kind of a terrible way. That's the, the whole universe of plausible <laughs> deniability is terrible way. Yes, you don't use plausible deniability for good things. Well. The good news out of all of this is if you don't want to buy incubators and you want to get the starters, those the clone starters, the clone starters, they will also be available in raids, which I said this before, I would rather spend a dollar ensuring I'm getting a Pokemon <laughs> that I'm right. paying said dollar for instead of spending, how much is an incubator? Either a dollar fifty or $2 for three random chances of who knows what. Probably leftover love discs from the Valentine's Day event. For the amount of money that the three of us have cumulatively put into Pokemon Go, I honestly think that we should be the influencers that they should. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll stop complaining about them using other influencers. Yeah, I mean, oh, I and put- we'll just stop complaining if you give me free stuff. Well, Niantic has paid love. for us to go to GoFest before. When? Not, not, not all of us. Only not all of us. us. Yeah, some <laughs> no, of us. Some I years. See, sometimes. Oh, I see. I see how. I see where I am in the pecking order. It's a bunch of crap. 
I'm not saying I don't like the some of the people who <laughs> who one are on this show, but two report oh. on Pokemon Go news. I'm just saying that I feel like there probably is some legal gray area that Niantic is avoiding with a lot of stuff right now. True. And if the people from Playrix um, would like me to say positive things about Gardenscapes, I did start putting money into your game, so my my ears are open, friend. <laughs> Why are you playing that game? Why wouldn't I play that game? I love it. It's sick. <laughs> I mean, it's sick. Oh, Speaking boy. of sick. Yes. Funko. <laughs> Funko Pops are the greatest thing ever. I'm so happy that everybody God out there has the opportunity to get them. Can we just become a Funko podcast? Because we c- it, look, that Cubone has turned me Funko positive. I hate that word a lot. Oh, the uh, what the, Funko uh, positive? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the Pikachu is cuter. Uh, Pikachu's very cute. But and the Rattata I, was real cute, too. I'm not a huge Rattata or Pikachu fan, but that Q-Boon, though, yes. Q-Boon? That Q-Boon <laughs> is all of it. So I'm sold on Frankenberry, Morton Salt Girl, and Q-Boon. Like, you're winning me over. Uh, so this was this came out of the uh, New York Toy Fair, uh, which I feel like didn't get that much coverage the last year. Or also last year, but maybe I'm just, maybe that's on me. Um, but the- I think that's on you. <laughs> Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, But the Toy Fair was held uh, February 22nd to the 25th. It's actually still going on as of this recording. Uh, But they showed off another four new Funko Pops, which is another Pikachu. So I think they're up to three or four Funko Pikachus at this point. A Growlithe, a Cubone, and a Rattata. Um, They will also be doing a 10-inch version of Mewtwo, which will be exclusive to Target for 29 99 um and this is to follow the uh they have done bulbasaur charmander squirtle they did eevee and then earlier this month they announced mewtwo mr mime vulpix and uh pichu and out of i didn't recognize i didn't realize this but silicon era pointed this out the only gen 2 pokemon out of this was pichu otherwise everything so far has been gen 1 i mean that's no surprise i mean slow release (laughs) we know (laughs) yeah we sure do i mean if they, they don't want to go the Pokemon Go route and suddenly people might be like, I mean, when's Gen 5 coming? Like, they're still in Gen 1. They're going to milk this till 2050. Is there, I mean, I'm trying to think of like a series that has like a lot of characters and they actually did every character. I think Harry Potter had a lot of Funkos. Uh, the Golden Girls. No, that's all four. four. <laughs> have four. <laughs> Hillary. Um, yeah, my favorite Hillary. Hillary. I really love Bianca. S- Samantha. And uh, jo- Joanne. Those are my yeah, four favorite. Those are the best. I, I don't know that they've done every character of one series. Like, I think they've done the main characters of one series, but I don't think there's like a Moaning Myrtle Funko. Oh, Watch. I'm... <laughs> Hold there on. Hold on. Hold on. No, they did the... They did the like... What's his name? Dean, the like uh, Harry Harry okay. Potter's only black there is friend. A moaning Myrtle. The... <laughs> Harry Potter's one black friend. Yeah, they did this that. Is, we are going to avoid one controversy and walk into the other. Is what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> this shows real downhill. <laughs> List of Harry Potter Funko, Funko figures. Pop. No, they they literally have 
on the Funko, or I guess it's off the Funko site, a Harry Potter shop that is only Harry Potter Funko. Holy cow, there's a lot wow. of Harry Potter Funkos. There's Oh, there's a chess set that's a That's not Funko. Well, but it what? is There's Funko. a Victor Crumb Yule Ball Funko? What? Oh, there is. It's really bad. There's a Cho Chang. There's a there's multiple uh Harry Potters, of course. Multiple Ron Weasley's. Uh there's a Malfoy with a whip spider. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Quidditch Draco Malfoy from Hot Topic only. There's a you could just get a Basilisk as a Harry Potter figure. Sure. You got Mad Eye okay, Moody. Oh, I remember that. I'm going to say they've done almost every important character in Harry Potter looking at this list. So that's why I'm worried about Pokemon. Because if 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 Game Freak has enough audacity to put both Quillfish and Maractus into Sword and Shield, then I would imagine that Funko has enough audacity to make a Barboach figure. <laughs> Look, if Funko doesn't make a dunce, if they don't make a dunce parts, they better quit now, frauds. Like oh, that's commit not coming for a down. long, long I time. Know. You can get it for me for my 100th birthday. Wow, there's a lot of Harry Potter Funkos. I am still scrolling on this page I found. Are you on CardboardConnection.com? I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should I'm go to HarryPotterShop.com. I'm only at Dolores Umbridge number 39. There's two Hagwigs? Oh, one one is flocked and one is unflocked. I see. There's a Hermo. Uh, I can never say her name. Hermione. 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 Uh, there's one of her as a cat. Yeah, yep. that's an important plot point. The polyjuice potion went wrong. In in three years, this podcast is us going to be. It's just going to be us talking about which which Pokemon Funkos we're missing, and they're only going to be up to like Gen two, and it's going to be like glow in the dark Dunsparce only available at KB Toys in Canada. Oh man, I'm there road tripping to KB Toys Canada. It's not that hard to get to Canada from where we are. Oh, it's not. Believe me, that's what I'm saying. I'm road tripping. I'd be my first time to Canada. I bet. All right. Yes, I have not been to Canada. Don't I didn't send say me it. tweets. I didn't say it. <laughs> you you didn't have to. I could hear the typing. Sword and Shield TCG set just came out. If you're thinking about getting into the Pokemon trading card game, both Will and I will advise you not to. But <laughs> if you decide that you hate money, the Sword and Shield just came out. Are anything is anything good? Uh, there's a Cramorant. But is it good? Uh, it was good until this past weekend, and now it's not good anymore. <laughs> what happened oh. this weekend? They released some promo or no, something? No, the bam. Oceania bam, bam, bam. Championships in Australia happened. Oh, and nobody played Cramorant? No, the people who did play Cramorant lost. <laughs> oh, Cramorant <wow>. oh. <laughs> has a, for three colorless energy, can do 160 damage to any Pokemon on the bench or not, which is very good. People run Dedenne GX, but they never use it to attack. They just run Dedenne GX for the um, ability. Um, and so Dedenne GX has, ironically, 160 HP. And if you knock it out, um, it gives you two prizes. So what, what the thought process was is I will put one Cramorant in my deck, and when I only need to knock out 
one more GX Pokemon and or take two prizes, I will drop the Cramorant, move the energy, snipe the Dedenne, win the game. That didn't happen? No, that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the fundamental rule of if you only have one of a card in your deck is you will never see it. Pokemon TCG is still just shuffle everything until I get what I want, right? I mean, that's how you play the game. Just shuffle, 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 and then maybe I'll get what I want. Search, shuffle, search, shuffle. Shuffle, 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 search, search, search. I love the Pokemon TCG. (laughs) (laughs) Tell that sarcasm or not. You are so full of baloney. I love it. It has ups and downs. X and Y, definitely a down. Um, Sun and Moon, definitely an up. Until the end of Sun and Moon. That was definitely so a down. So is this, is this Cramorant's V card? Is this the Cramorant V? Yeah, it looks uh, it looks like he's coming out of the square. Yeah. yeah. Although there's two? Uh, is there a Cramorant Why not? V? No, the, the other one is just the alternative art. Oh, okay. What's this one where he's just standing on a shoreline? That's just a. That's just. just, We we call that filler. (laughs) (laughs) Just like how Cramorant was Pokemon filler? Mm. (laughs) Bring it the controversy. Bring it the heat. Uh, I'm assuming the only reason they announced this so early, but this is a lot earlier than they've ever announced it, is because of the the, the Toy Fair. But they've Mm. already announced the expansion to Sword and Shield, which is called Rebel Clash. And off the press release here, it says dozens of recently discovered Pokemon from Galar make their way to the trading card game in the next expansion, Rebel Clash, releasing around the world on May 1st. Uh, Available in booster packs, theme decks, elite trainer boxes, and special collections, Sword and Shield Rebel Clash will continue to introduce new Pokemon V and Pokemon VMAX, such as Toxtricity VMAX, based on Gigantamax Toxtricity. Uh, in addition, trainers will look forward to adding the following key cards to their TCG collection. 16 Pokemon V, such as Toxtricity V, Dubwool V, Bolton V, and Sandaconda V, plus 14 full arts of Pokemon V. 7 V Max Pokemon will be included. <laughs> Inclu- <laughs> v has lost all meaning. Uh, including I don't the even final- know what you're saying anymore. <laughs> include the final evolutions of the first starter of the first partner Pokemon of Galar. As well as Copperaja VMAX and Dragapult VMAX. 15 trainer cards and 4 full art supporter cards. And 4 new special energy cards uh, will be included in the set. I don't know if they said how many cards total. I want to say I read somewhere it was like 170. Oh man. I know. That's a lot. How many Roserades are in there? Zero? <laughs> Man! I don't think they've... Maybe they did print a Rose Raid. Uh, they were probably there will. There have been plenty of Rose Raid cards in the past. There has been. Well, there should be. Collect Rose Raids. There should be some that are playable now. All right. Pokemon Masters news here. Uh, full disclosure. I am partnered with DNA. Will and Greg not partnered with DNA. Full disclosure. I saw that somebody data leaked the game. <laughs> Yeah, I heard about that. So there's like a lot of characters that I guess were shown. We're not. I'm. We're just gonna talk about the news here. Uh, it does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to seek that out? Uh, you're more than welcome to. A couple months ago, DNA apologized that the game wasn't fun. Then they did this like six month roadmap, and they said that this this month would include new stories. This month would include new stories, et cetera, et cetera. 
and they've really stuck to that to a T. I don't think they were late on anything they originally promised in that roadmap. So the first one being that there are that on February twenty fourth, uh, there will be three new chapters of the story being added, chapters twenty two through twenty four, and uh, it looks like you will be able to get Valerie. Uh, I don't know if they have actually revealed her Pokemon yet. What game is she from, Valerie? I'm not. Valerie, oh geez, everyone, no one can ever remember Valerie. <laughs> I, She's from X and Y. She's the fashion designer, She's right? She's the fashion designer that has the, she. she's in the coolest town in X and Y, but the problem with her, her gym is it was just a copy and paste from Sabrina's gym. Wait, she's the fairy gym? Yes. Yeah, she's the fairy oh, gym. Oh, okay, with all the kimono ladies. Yeah, Correct. The fa- yes. it's the fashion house, it's the I, fashion design house. In the in her gym, she had Mawile, Mister Mime, and Sylveon. It's it's gonna be Sylveon. <laughs> but didn't they release to the Japanese Twitter that she was with Sylveon? As of this podcast, we can reveal that it is Sylveon. <laughs> I predicted it right. Uh, yeah. So her sick pair is Syl- Sylveon. I'm pretty sure. Besides M- Mina and Granbull, this is the second fairy sync pair they're adding to the game. Um, all right, second bit of news here is that there is an update to the app, and they've changed some things uh, in the update. Uh, sync pairs can now be used. Uh, sync pairs can now use a new feature known as Lucky Skills. Sync pairs level caps have been adjusted. The amount of XP acquired in some areas have been increased. Uh, area detailed view can now be seen uh, in all areas that contain battles. Sync pairs that appear and their types and weaknesses can now be viewed in area detail. They fixed a bug where, in a rare occasion, specific circumstance, that was that's a very vague bug. Uh, they've adjusted some of the AI, and they have uh, done some minor bug fixes and improvements. So, update your app. There is a whole thing about what I just mentioned. They changed some of the uh, level cap levels for specific sick pairs. We don't, know, we don't need to go through that whole list. It's pretty long, but they've changed it so it's ideally easier to level up your current characters. The big news here is if you missed it, maybe you just got into Pokemon Masters, the Mewtwo and Giovanni are coming back. Well, thank goodness, because I missed that. Uh, to coincide with the new changes, uh, with the changes, new exchange options will be available. Uh, and it looks like the item exchange period will begin on March 5th, and Giovanni will run from March 5th to March 15th. I don't know why you guys didn't tell me that the team break from Pokemon Masters is basically Pokemon Duel players who (laughs) got mad because their game got canceled. So they're invading another game with their masks. Is is that what they look like in Duel? I don't remember. I mean, kind of. Everybody had to wear a mask, so... Team Break has like a cool animation though when you battle them, how like the their mask slash the B like kind of zooms into the screen. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. It, I've only really... had one Team Break battle and I didn't notice that. It was on the beach. I was trying to find oh, okay. Barry. I also just like the concept of they have all the character models in the game and like they just put a mask on them to represent that they're Team Break. <laughs> it's like really kind of dumb, but also like I love it so much because it's like much better than um, this is like older Pokemon games where they would just be like, oh, I'm part of Team Rocket and they'll like spin around and then they just turn their like little sprite just turns into a Team Rocket grunt. 
Uh, I just think this is like way more funny of just, uh, it's an ace trainer boy, but let's just put the mask on him. Or like the hiker with the team break mask is really funny to me. Spoilers. I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> Every model has a team break mask. I'm pretty sure. Greg, did you pull Steven? Nope. So like, I don't want to waste all of my gems on trying to get Steven stone when there are for sure at least three new ones coming, I think, because they've were shown uh, Supermodel Elisa, uh, Valerie and her Sylveon, and we know Red is in there. I don't know if it's in this one, but we've seen him. Yeah, that was kind of like the weird thing. So I think that that was on the Japanese Twitter. Uh, so we can talk about Elisa. Eliza? Eliza? I think she, I'm almost positive when you, you pull her, she says, I'm Eliza. I think so. Because, like, the American one says, Cygnus Suit, Eliza, and Rotom are joining the fray. And the Japanese one says it's Valerie and Sylvia okay. are joining the fray. Yeah. So the Rotom one is really weird. I just want to talk about this real quick because I really like Eliza and that's my favorite sync pair uh, is Ze uh, Zeb Strika and Eliza. So like seeing Eliza get a, uh, another Pokemon is really cool. And I know some people were like, oh, Oak and Mew are kind of weird, but not really because like Oak's journey, the reason Oak gives red and blue and I guess Chase and Trace uh, the, the Pokedex <laughs> is because he wants to document all the Pokemon, but he can't do it yeah. himself. And his main goal was to like, he, like he know I'm pretty, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You guys can correct me. Like he knows Mew exists, but he's never been able to document it. So it, when you get, this is weird. You learn why professor Oak has Mew by going through his sync story. Oh, okay. I have not finished so, it yet. It's it's very strange because you're introduced to this pair and you're introduced to uh, Professor Oak, who's like, I want to join your team and this is my partner. And then you do a sync story and he's got a completely different partner. And at the end of it, he's like, I want to join your team. And I'm like, we already covered this, Oak. I know you're old, <laughs> but come on. Oh, <laughs> we've talked about like, why does Mina have Grand Bull and not Ribambi? But I guess you could get a. Cygna suit. Cygna suit. But Eliza Eliza doesn't ever have Rotom ever. I get that her dress looks like Rotom, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, the dress is really good. And she's like, doesn't a, she have a wait? Does she never have? Not in any of the games. I don't. Yeah. Think. So in 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 black and white, she has Amolga Amolga Zebstrike, <laughs> which I always hate when they give trainers slash gym leaders the same Pokemon. Amolga, Amolga, Zepstrika, Zepstrika? They, the, or maybe in Gen 2 with Morty, you know, the gen where they introduced new ghost Pokemon like Mistrevis, they gave Morty Haunter, 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 Gengar. <laughs> so in Black and White 2, she has Amolga, Flaffy, and then Zepstrika. So perfect. They got rid of an Amolga, gave her a Flaffy. Um, and then in challenge mode, so if you do the harder black and white two, they gave her Amolga, Flaffy, Joltik, and Zebstrika. And then in the world tournament, she has Zebstrika, Ampharos, Galvantula, Amolga, 
Electros and Stunfisk, and it's possible that you can match her up and she adds on a Luxray and drops the Galvantula. So in no in in no sense does she ever have a Rotom, and I'm not like <laughs> it's fine. Like she's an electric gym leader and wrote like it's just you would think that Amoga would come before Rotom, um, as like she always has the Amoga with her as well as they're the saving Amoga for somebody more special. I don't know of another person who yeah. depended on Amoga though. Somebody electric. Professor Alman is a Mulga. Stop with your nonsense. <laughs> so, Will, out of curiosity, I guess you downloaded Masters. Uh, yes. Do you like it so far? Because I was told for several weeks that I should at least log in and get my gems and whatever that weird comic book looking thing is. So I've been doing that. Oh, can, when, when do I get to talk about the raids, the raids since Pokemon Home and how much I love them? Raids since Pokemon Home. Well, let's. Uh, well, I, that was our last news. Well, I got my P- I got my PSA when we talk about this. Oh. We're gonna take a break. We got through all the news pretty reasonably. Interview with Doctor Lava. Then we'll come back and we'll talk about Pokemon Home because it's updated multiple times, <laughs> which is good. And then uh, Pokemon of the week and question of the week. Not in that order, but we will be right back. Back from our break, interview time. I am here with Dr. Lava from lavacutcontent.com. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good. I'm good. It's funny because uh, you we, you connected with me like almost a year ago, and uh, right. we are now getting to this, so I apologize for the delay. Things, uh, it's all good. Things before Sword and Shield were, were super hectic, so that was my bad. Uh, it's all good. I got more interesting stuff to talk about now than I did a year ago anyway. <laughs> That's true. Your your site's really blown up. Um, so before we jump into what we're going to talk about, if somebody has not heard of Lava Cut content or yourself, uh, who are you and what do you do? Uh, well, I'm an evil scientist first and foremost, but uh, my spare time, I like to kind of, I guess you could say catalog Pokemon Cut content. Um Cut content in the traditional sense as well as just sort of unused ideas. Um, I also do a lot with uh, kind of beta content and leaks. Uh, not leaks as far as like what's going to happen in Sword and Shield next, but like leaks of stuff that uh, beta content from stuff like, you know, Gen 1, 2, 4 more recently. Just kind of because there have been quite a few leaks of old, you know, 20 year old Pokemon demos and that kind of thing over the f- past year or two. Um, so yeah, Japan exclusive cut, uh, just Japan exclusive content, cut content, uh, also do translations of old Japanese, uh, developer interviews, that kind of thing. Uh, I noticed you said one, two, four. Is there a reason that gen three, you just kind of skipped over that? 
Well, there hasn't really been a leak of uh, not on the scale of of what we've had for one, two, and four. Although I do suspect that some stuff from Gen three will leak uh, one of these days because of the where the, what the source of the of the other leaks came from. I suspect that the well, I guess I was <laughs> I guess we we're going to say this for later, but I'll just go ahead and get into it. You know, it was a hack. Someone hacked into Nintendo servers back in twenty seventeen. Got a whole bunch of uh, uh, kind of development assets, um, not just from Pokemon, but from a lot of stuff, actually. But um, we'll just stick with Pokemon. Yeah. So the stuff from 1, 2, and 4 has been made public, um, at least most of it, but nothing from Gen 3 yet. But I suspect that it was also hacked and just hasn't surfaced yet like the other stuff. So the first um, time we talked about your stuff was just a couple of weeks ago. It was the um, Gen 4 leak hundreds of gendered beta sprites. Mm. I guess we came with it uh, from like complete transparency. We came with it as like, we don't know if this is real. We don't know if this is false. Um, because like in the Pokemon world, if it's not on Cerebee and it's not on Bulbapedia, people just kind of like shrug their shoulders and is like, uh, we don't know if this is real or not. Uh, but you've right. kind of proven over the last, well, about almost two years you've been doing this, right? A uh, year and a half, something like that, yeah. It seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of in-depth stuff that you definitely go into, but do you still get that from your audience of like, why should we believe you? Um, I, th- I think most people who have followed me for a while have uh, kind of come to accept it. The people who have read the articles on my website, of course, I'll have random comments from time to time like, seems like BS to me. <laughs> but, um, you know, the the case is pretty strong. And, uh, you know, that stuff, for example, the, the most well-known of the leaks, the uh, Gold and Silver 1997 demo. That's a Space World one, right? Right, Space World. Um, it was the demo exhibited at the uh, Space World 1997, um, often referred to as a Space World demo. But uh, it's not on Bulbapedia, but um, it's my understanding that... The, I guess, not board of directors, I forget the exact term, but basically the board of directors from Bulbapedia seldomly meets and, and they, they're the ones that would approve that kind of thing being put on Bulbapedia. But I've spoken with some Bulbapedia moderators. They think Space World is true. There's been footage that surfaced after the leak that confirmed what was in the leak. And also we've had, you know, we now know, we didn't know this when, when Space World leaks, but we now know over the past six weeks or so that the all these leaks, including Space World, came from a March 2017 hack of Nintendo servers. And that guy was, the hacker was caught. He was prosecuted. Um, you know, I was going to say that record. wasn't you, obviously. <laughs> no, no, it was, I, now I report on that stuff, but I, it's not me who's, you know, Breaking into servers and that kind of thing. Um, no, uh, wouldn't know how to and uh, wouldn't want to do it. But um, yeah, it's pretty indisputable. I would say that that these uh, Gen One, Two, and Four leaks are legitimate. Although the Gen One stuff was kind of confused by um, some fan made stuff got mixed in with it. But um, we know what's what's real and what's not, and the leaks are legitimate. You're doing all this on your own, and I'm, from my understanding, you don't speak Japanese, so you have to actually pay translators and stuff. So with all of that, like, what got you into reporting on this stuff? Because this is something really cool. This is something I would have, like, I am the person that cares about the the silly difference between, like, oh, this is a mythical, this is not a mythical, uh, this is... Right. This is how you actually say the Pokemon's name. Uh, like, I care about, 
I know most people don't, right? But I care about that trivia stuff, and I like to know the history of how these things happened, or how we got to the point, or why Game Freak makes the decisions they do. Well, I uh, I first started making just some kind of Nintendo cut content. I started with Metroid Prime. Uh, I did Zelda, Mario, a few other games, and then after I did Mario sixty four uh, on on YouTube. I was like, you know, I guess I'll do Pokemon Red and Blue. Like, probably won't get many views because it's like a 25-year-old game at this point. But, uh, you know, I guess I'll just make a Pokemon game. I like Pokemon. I've always loved Pokemon. So I made one video about Pokemon Red and Blue's cut content. And it kind of blew up. Got, you know, over 100,000 views, which was a lot more than I had been getting. So uh, maybe I'll make one more Pokemon video. And <laughs> it got, you know, some traction as well. And I was like, well, okay, well, maybe I'll just stick with this for a little while and then you know about a year and a half's gone by now and and uh people seem to care a lot more <laughs> when i talk about pokemon cut content than anything else so i kind of stuck with it and you know i've been a big pe pokemon fan since i was 10 years old and you know, i used to be really into the card game i went to the world championships so didn't do very well but uh big pokemon fan for a long time and uh just seemed like there was kind of i guess you could say like a hole in the market um, there are there are other people doing it. I, I want to shout out some people probably later in this episode. There are other people who do it, but uh, they're kind of no disrespect to them, but they're kind of splintered. And the people who do do it, even do a good job, don't have the best presentation. Um, yeah. You know, there would be something like an info dump. And, you know, most people would rather see, you know, a, a tweet's worth of information or a YouTube video's worth of information than just have you know, pages and pages and pages of sort of like dry, uh, you know, info dump at their fingertips. So a, a lot of what I do is take stuff that was leaked or by other people and then kind of try and condense it into a presentable format. Presentable is, is definitely what people look for at sometimes like case in point, you know, the Pokemon go community, they love their infographics and that was just a thing that blew up in that community. And uh, like a clean infographic about like that info's out there, right? Like this Pokemon is weak to this and this and this and this, and it's gonna show up from ten to twelve, and it's like it, you can find that info pretty easily, but they mm. love it when it's presented in a PNG ten by ten inch right. square on Twitter or on Instagram and stuff. So like presentation goes a long way, and and so when you when we hit this Gen 4 leak, hundreds of gendered beta sprites, this is very easy to follow, very easy to read. So yeah, let's uh let's get into this. So this was the one with uh like female Pikachu with the heart tail but down ears, uh female Raichu with down ears, which uh, that the the ear part got cut, but the tail stayed the same on the Pikachu. So yeah, we can talk about sort of how the leak happened and uh, I, don't know, I guess more, more the story of the leak rather than, you know, describing the ears of all the female variants. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So I guess I kind of have to start at the end to get back to the beginning. So when the, you know, first there was a Space World link, uh, leak back in 2018 and then there was a Gen 1 leak, uh, which was published by Helix Chamber in early 2019 and then in this past December... There was the Gen 4 beta sprite leak, which first leaked on 4chan's VP board. Not sure if you're familiar, but... Oh, I know 4chan. I stay far, far away from it. <laughs> well, I yeah, I don't spend too much time on there, but uh, they do, uh, you know, f uh, credit where it's, where it's due. There is a lot of interesting kind of beta Pokemon s discussion, as well as, in this case, an actual leak 
that happens over there on 4chan. So, um, uh, you know, they, they use rude words, that's for sure. But uh, they do kind of play, uh, you know, sort of an important part in the Pokemon beta content community, I would say. But anyway, so there was this leak. Uh, someone posted the who we now know, but at the time didn't know who it was, posted a uh, link to a website, a weird website that had hundreds of Gen 4 beta sprites on it. And of course, everyone on 4chan was, you know, skeptical, of course, but uh, it seemed to be legitimate just on the face of it. And then uh, it was about 24 hours. It was taken offline. Um, I ended up getting into contact with the guy who owned that website um, that had the beta sprites on it. Yeah, I talked to him, and uh, there's some details I won't go into, but a few days after that, th- that person I talked to who owned the website posted, I guess you would say a confession. Um, I hope I'm not mischaracter- mischaracterizing it, but uh, he did say sorry and kind of tell the truth, so I-, I think it's fair to frame it as a confession. Sure. So anyway, this the guy who owned the website the Gen 4 beta sprites were on, he posted a confession on Glitch City, which said, which basically told the story of how all these leaks happened, what, who played what part. Uh, I have to apologize. I keep referring to this person as he. Um, they actually prefer to be referred to as they. So I'll, I'll probably accidentally say he. But uh, this person does per- prefer they them pronouns. So sure, forgive sure. me if I slip out of that. Just uh, out of habit. But uh, this person, known as Ganix Online, um, posted the confession saying that how it happened was there was another individual, um, security researcher by trade, uh, who online has a number of aliases, but the one used in this context, their alias is Wacko. Um, I don't want to use their real name. But uh, they hacked into both Nintendo and Microsoft servers in March 2017 and then were caught in May, 20, uh, two months later in May 2017. Uh, they were prosecuted, ended up getting off pretty light, um, didn't get jail time. Um, I hope this isn't improper to say, but it's my understanding that, no disrespect, of course, but it's my understanding that one of the reasons they were let off is because they're um, autistic. And uh, the judge limited their internet use and decided that they weren't, you know, a general threat to, you know, society. So this person did not, Wacko did not get jail time, fortunately. But it's still. Uh, Wacko, uh, United States or a different country? Because I guess that, that, that would be different, I suppose, depending on how they were. Or, or do we not know? Uh, it was. Um... It's in the public record. I want to say British. Um, oh, okay. Can't say that with 100% confidence because I, I may be forgetting. I want to say British, though, but regardless. So the way it happened was this person, Wacko, hacked these servers and I guess had a particular interest in Pokemon. Um, you know, the most famed, kind of the most sought after, maybe legendary demo of all time in all video games is the Space World 1997 demo of Gold and Silver, which is, you know, rumors have been going around for years of people drawing what they saw, fan art saying, oh, I saw Pokemon that looked like this. It was in the release version and it gotten kind of legendary over the past 20 years or so. So that was, I guess, kind of top priority for Wacko. So what uh, Wacko did was there's a Discord server that a lot of kind of, you know, like a prototype beta content enthusiasts use um, called a Pret Discord server. And so Wacko 
created like an alternate account an on an, an anonymous account dropped off the the rom for the space world demo and uh with a limit of 20 downloads and then turned around and uh logged into his regular account uh, along with Ganix the the person who made this confession has relayed this story to us um they both downloaded got two of those 20 downloads it's like oh who you know who dropped this off pretending that it wasn't them who done it and then they those 20 people became what's now known as team space world they pulled in a few other translators and people like that and they dissected the demo and uh, that's how we you know came to know what was in the demo so this essentially ganix and wacko were lying about not knowing where it came from because they knew exactly where it came from and uh it was shortly after that i believe um if i'm getting my timeline right that wacko was caught and prosecuted is now under limited internet access uh and then wacko gave a bunch of the other prototype beta assets to ganix who distributed some of it to helix chamber the gen one stuff sure um eventually leaked the gen four stuff on 4chan and uh and uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically the story, which is it all came from that Nintendo hack person was prosecuted. And it's my understanding that there is still a lot more of the stuff that came from that hack that has not been made public. And um, I would imagine some Gen 3 stuff would be in there and who knows what else. Probably lots of non-Pokemon stuff, I'm sure. Um, Microsoft actually was also hacked, but um, I guess we'll just stick with Pokemon for this conversation so there's still a lot more out there um some of it i've heard rumblings about and some that i just i'm sure i have no idea about so i it's been an exciting time to be in the you know beta content pokemon biz and uh so much has come out of that leak out of that uh, hack and i think there's still more to come probably in the next you know coming years specifically for like the gen 4 stuff is there still stuff coming or does everything that you have up here kind of uh, all of it or was there was so much that we're like slowly filtering through as far as the gen four um i'm pretty sure the only thing that has been made public are a few shiny sprites um shinies of sprites that were already in the leak um ganix actually uh gave those to me but i haven't published them because i was kind of afraid i'd be crossing the line uh and maybe i would be open to some legal prosecution yeah i was but, gonna uh, just shine <laughs> i was gonna ask that if you like feel like you're in this weird middle ground where somebody was already prosecuted about having this information and now you're publishing the information from i don't even know like firsthand secondhand thirdhand source right so you know when i'm reporting on what's been leaked I, i'm pretty sure i'm legally just fine um, right but uh, if i'm the first person to publish these hacked sprites then i you know i'm I, i'm not a lawyer and i don't really have a lawyer so um i but I, I feel like that would probably be crossing a line into being liable so um i have not uh distributed those those hacked shiny sprites from from the gen 4 leak okay so like with the the gen 4 leak again is there is there anything else here that signifies like why this stuff was cut I mean, we have the like the different Charizards, the different Psyducks, you know, the different Pikachu's. Again, I guess going back to the and and I forgive me because I'm not a hacker either. <laughs> but is like there's something like notes or something that were also pulled that maybe like maybe we'll save this for later or maybe this just isn't ready. Um, I don't think there are any notes. 
extracted from the hack. Um, someone, again, like I said, 4chan does serve its purpose despite using some naughty words. But uh, someone on 4chan did point out, and I included this in, in one of my two articles covering that Gen 4 leak. There's an issue of Coro Coro magazine from uh, shortly before Gen 4's release where they quote Game Freak saying that all Pokemon will have gender differences or at least most of them will have gender differences. Of course, in the release version, I think it was something like 80 of the, uh, you know, 400 some odd Pokemon ended up with, with gender differences. And now this leak shows us, gives us a peek at what they were thinking when they were considering giving nearly every Pokemon gender differences. And, you know, I speculated in my article as far as why they would throw out that idea, which is probably just that they realized it was a lot of extra work to make all these animated sprites with, um, with, you know, two of each one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think it, it probably wouldn't have, you know, sold any extra copies. No one was going to say, Ooh, you know, I'll buy that new Pokemon game because of the gender differences. I, I wouldn't think that <laughs> sure. they would make a big difference in sales. And then, you know, I'm sure they're probably looking to the future when it was time to make 3d models in future generations. And they're thinking, you know, do we really want to have, you know, a thousand Pokemon two versions of every one making all this extra work for ourselves and not really making any extra money. And, uh, at that point they decided to sharply, you know, curb their idea of, of giving so many Pokemon gender differences. That's, that's my theory. It is cool to see like how, I mean, this, this definitely seemed pretty ambitious. And as somebody who like me primarily, I like love collecting Pokemon. I'm the, I'm the dude that, I was like, well, I need every Alcremi form, so that's uh, 63, not including shiny, so I guess this is what I'm doing. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the guys who collects them all, not one of the ones who, you know, maxes out his stats. I'm, I'm right. all about getting the full living Pokedex. Yeah, you're pretty confident in this reporting, you're pretty confident of everything that you, you know, you reported on here. Um, how does that tie in then with some of the, you know, the other stuff, uh, like... I guess going jumping a little bit back to the Space World stuff with um, all those baby Pokemon that were cut, like Baby Meowth or the evolution of Farfetch, is it kind of just the the same the same situation? These things were just cut. We don't really have a reason for it besides you know maybe it was too much work or maybe they didn't have the space or maybe they didn't have the time or is that a slightly different story? It's kind of different in different cases. Uh, so like for Space World demo, you know originally. Junichi Masuda, the series director, has said that they worked on, after they completed red and green, um, they were working on blue, yellow, gold, and silver all simultaneously. And they were originally planning on gold and silver to launch in 1998. Um, The Space World demo was exhibited in November 97. So I think at that point they were thinking it wasn't far off. Um, things end up getting delayed and, um, man, I could really go into this pretty deep. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, trying, trying not to be too long winded here, but, um, it basically ended up getting delayed. And in that time, cause you know, Ken Sugimori, the lead monster designer and art director, he's said that uh, in gen two, they made several hundred Pokemon, but they cut most of them or they just, you know, didn't use most of them and just whittled it down to a hundred. So I think. The space rule demo is something like a snapshot in, in time when they thought that they'd be releasing the game fairly soon. These were sort of like the top 100 Pokemon that they'd come up with at that point. 
and then the games end up getting delayed. It took two years. Um, and so by that time they, they'd had another top hundred and they decided, I would assume, you know, we don't need 17 baby Pokemon in this list of new 100 Pokemon. So let's whittle it down to seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure each Pokemon that was cut had, had various, uh, you know, reasonings, but, um, I think it mostly just comes down to those were the hundred best they had at the time. And then two years later they had another top hundred list. You heard it here first. Quillfish a hundred best. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me right in the middle of it. <laughs> Drink a coffee there. There's a lot of debate about shiny colors uh, and how they were just automatically generated back in the day and they weren't like hand picked. I think at one point somebody said they started hand picking shinies in like Gen 5, maybe? You know, actually, I'm, that's a good, good thing to bring up because actually I'd been misinformed about this for a long time because I'd read you know, all over the internet that they were determined by some kind of, you know, I've heard algorithm or just a automatic palette swap or something to that effect. And basically that they weren't manually chosen. I'd, I'd read that for a long time. And, you know, supposedly it wasn't until they moved to 3d models or sometime around that time period that they started handpicking them. Um, but I just recently actually was, um, corrected, uh, by a former Team Space World member. He goes by the name uh, Rom Hacking Carrot. Uh, that's his online alias. <laughs> um, he's, uh, yeah, he was in Team Space World and he is a uh, Gen 2 disassembler. He makes Rom hacks of Gen 2, that kind of thing. Um, so he is one of those people who's, you know, spinning around in his computer chair, hacking into, well, into games, not into servers, but, um, and, um, he told me this. I later had it confirmed by someone else with the uh, technical know-how that there is the you know internal data does show that they were handpicked from the very start. The only time that they were determined by some kind of a palette swap was in the Space World demo. Um, but in the Gen 2 release version, Gold and Silver, they were manually chosen and... Um, and they always have been, um, although they did reuse some palettes, um, which is made, why sometimes you'll see, oh, well, this blue Pokemon and this blue Pokemon both have pink shinies. Um, in those instances, it's a matter of, uh, you know, them sort of, you know, maybe lazily reusing those palettes. Yeah. But they actually did manually, the developers did choose every Pokemon shiny color from the very start. But uh, and, and, and also, after they told me this, I looked and compared some uh, sprites from different generations. Even in Gen 2, you look at, you know, uh, say, like Meowth, Ampharos, um, and uh, I think it was Raikou were the three examples I posted on Twitter where they're all their main color is all yellow, but they're all different colors and um, their shiny colors are all different, um, which would seem to back up um, these ROM hackers claims that 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 they're not predetermined palette swaps, you know, that yellow is always green, green or that, or, that yeah. blue is always pink or what have you. So one of the, the newer articles you have, sorry, we're jumping around. One of the newer articles you have talks about the gen five starters. Right. Uh, that was, I thought uh, that was a pretty past... good read. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, that was, uh, so in Japan, they have a magazine called Nintendo dream, which is uh, kind of like, the Japanese version of what we used to have in, in the U S called Nintendo power. Um, except they had, you know, more of a direct connection to, to people like game freak or Nintendo, whereas Nintendo power was more, 
uh, not as closely connected just because, you know, people weren't connected, you know, Japan and America weren't as connected by things like the internet and so forth in the nineties. But anyway, so Nintendo power back uh, around the time of gen five's release did a series of interviews over the course of several magazines with Ken Sugimori and a a couple other Pokemon designers who, um, basically described the design origins of uh, most of the Gen 5 Pokemon, about 100, 110 of them or so out of the 156. Um, so there's really some in- interesting information in there. Um, they described some scrapped Pokemon. Uh, they decide- described some early designs of Pokemon that did make it into the game. For example, uh, you said earlier that you're really into pronouncing Pokemon names right. I always mispronounce them wrong, so you'll have Uh-oh. to forgive me, but... But uh, just because all this stuff I read on the internet or I'm, I'm playing the game, I read the name and, and uh, you know, I don't really watch the anime. So right, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say the names wrong 99% of the time. So forgive me. No worries. <laughs> but but uh, so he says Dwebble and uh, Kensugi Mori says that Dwebble and Crustle were um, originally uh, furnace Pokemon with shells made out of um, ceramic pottery, uh, kiln-fired pottery. And uh, presumably would have been fire, half fire type, although he doesn't say that necessarily. But as furnace Pokemon, I would assume that it's likely that they would have been at least half fire. And yeah, I feel like I that have, makes sense. <laughs> I also have kind of a pet theory that the reason that Dwebble's shiny is red is kind of a callback to, I would imagine he was probably originally red as a furnace Pokemon. Um, he doesn't say that, Ken Sugimori doesn't say that, but I think that's probably... Uh, safe assumption that they were red fire Pokemon. But um, anyway, so Ken Sugimori and these other two developers talk about uh, basically the development of all the, most of the Gen 5 Pokemon. Um, they say that Ambor is based on Zhang Fei from the Chinese epic uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Zhang Fei is kind of like a drunken general who ends up getting assassinated by his own soldiers he also says that uh, the three starter lines in Gen 5 are meant to represent uh, Japan, China, and the West, with um, Superior being a European knight, um, Embor, of course, being a Chinese general, and um, actually not Samurai, but Duat is meant to be a Samurai. Uh, they also go into how when they were making up the otter family that is um the oshawa line how it was kind of coincidental they couldn't they didn't want to just make bigger and bigger otters and so one of the designers went to the zoo to see otters to come up with some ideas and there just happened to be a live sea lion show next to the the otter exhibit and so he was like hmm what if we had the otter evolve into a sea lion which I think, from what I can tell from Twitter, most people don't really like that idea, but that's, that's yes, how it ended up happening. Samurai is not really loved that much, unfortunately. I, when I've tweeted about this, this how this visit to the zoo ended up leading to Samurai, I always get comments, you know, something like, I wish the zoo had been closed that day, or something yeah. along those lines. <laughs> well, it's funny because I don't know if, I don't know if uh, you've ever seen Digimon or sus or or whatnot, but Golamon, which is an otter-like Digimon, evolves into Ikakumon, which looks very much like Samurott. So when I kind of put those two together, uh, I'm not sure if that's like those designs are based off something 
reminiscent of you know a creature in Japan Japanese lore, but I was like, okay, I can I can accept Samurott a lot more, seeing that it's kind of very similar to this like Digimon family. Uh, but again, there's like I don't, game. I don't think Game Freak would ever talk about that or say that. But I I would like to point out that Game Freak is very. Um, this was sort of unusual. Like I said, I, I got my hands on these old Japanese magazines and paid a translator to translate them into English and I put them on my website. But um, other than a few exceptions, uh, Game Freak is usually very secretive about what influenced what Pokemon's design or the design process. Um, this is kind of interesting. A few months back, uh, you know James Turner? Yes, love James Turner. He was the art director on Sword and Shield. He's been with um, Game Freak since Gen 5. He, a few months ago, I went through his entire Twitter history and, you know, searched through every tweet he'd ever made looking for development information. And and he'd said, for example, uh, again, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but Naganadel. Is that right? Naganadel. <laughs> Naganadel, okay. Naganadel, because well, it's uh, supposed you... to be uh, Naga and then Needle, but... Yeah, Naganadel. Uh, okay. It's it's. Look, the anime said it. I'm just repeating it. <laughs> I said uh, it wrong. Okay. I said it wrong for like two years. But yeah, Naganadel. Okay. Well, yeah, he said that Naganadel. Uh, someone on Twitter had asked him about Naganadel. He'd said like, oh, you know, um, I was going for a really sleek alien design. I was very influenced by H.R. Geiger. Or he said his exact words were, "I'm a big H.R. Geiger fan." H.R. Geiger's most famous for being the guy who designed the alien for the xenomorph from oh, the alien okay. movies. And he also said that earlier in development, uh, Naga Natal had uh, legs that eventually got removed from his design. And, and yeah, it, sa- it seemed pretty clear that he drew inspiration from from H.R. Geiger and probably the xenomorph specifically from those alien films um over the course of the processes of designing naganadal um so i i so i pulled about 50 or so quotes of, of that kind of uh development information from his twitter and then i started sharing them you know one day i'd do a couple quotes about naganadal another day i'd do this and that from stuff I pulled from his Twitter, and then I later re- someone asked me like, "Oh, do you have a source for that quote?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I've, uh, I'll pull it up for you." Then I realized that tweet had been deleted, oh, and then I realized really? all 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 the tweets I'd quoted had been deleted, and that I looked on Social Blade, and I realized that the day after I had quoted because I'd, I'd pulled all the quotes all together and yeah. you know, put them in a Word document, but so fortunately I still have them, but. Apparently, the day after I had posted the first of those development quotes from James Turner's Twitter, he'd gone through his whole his whole Twitter feed himself. Right after I'd gone through all of it, and he went and deleted all that kind of information. Interesting. You know what's funny is I asked James Turner. It was about Poipel and Naganadal. I I asked him shortly after Ultra Sun Ultra Moon came out with zero ex- ex- expectation of him responding I asked him because this was going back to the shiny thing we brought up earlier I was like hey did you do you know who like did you I know you made Poipel and Naganadal that you've cited that but did you make their shinies and he said he replied to me pretty quickly and he said yeah I made their shinies and I wanted them to look like hornets so that's why I decided on the the yellow and black now I'm now I'm like super curious if he deleted that tweet. That's funny. Uh, that was that was one of the the quotes that I copy pasted. Was yeah his response to you apparently. Oh my gosh, that's so funny! Holy cow! 
I like. I think I still have the tweet. I screenshotted it because I was like, "Oh my gosh, James Turner replied replied to me. This is so cool." You should probably hold on to that because I'm pretty certain it was one. I I pulled from about fifty, and I saw that the day after I started quoting his tweets, he deleted a hundred tweets. So um, I checked about a half dozen. All the half dozen that I'd used were deleted. So I would assume he deleted all the ones I took plus about another fifty that you know he also wanted to get rid of. Although I guess that I didn't think were valuable enough to copy paste. But uh, yeah, I, I think he probably deleted his response to your tweet at this God point. Dang it. I'm so very flattered that he uh, tweeted at me. <laughs> He's like one of my favorite artists in Pokemon for sure. Like I love all his designs. Well, hold on to it because, you know, I, you know, I've covered lost Pokemon history. In this case, that is uh, definitely you could consider that lost Pokemon history at this point since it was deleted by James Turner. So, you know, you played a role in, in getting a little bit of information out of him and then <laughs> some uh, some some jerk on Twitter has been quoting your your stuff you shouldn't have said. So go through your Twitter history and delete all that development information. So you got it out of him and then he later was told to delete it. So good work. I think the only thing that this solidifies is we probably can't get away with asking him any questions anymore. <laughs> Probably not. Not of that sort. Ah, uh, that's such a bummer. But uh, we can uh, talk a little bit more about kind of like uh, translations and stuff while we're on the topic. Yeah, so uh, what's interesting is like you're paying somebody to uh, translate this stuff for you. Is And I kind of always wondered this with, you know, like like Cerebee and with Bulbapedia, um, you know, being these two big resources in the Pokemon world. The, I, I hate saying this because I know it's not true, but does like the the question would be: Does the Japanese audience not care about this? Do they not have their own Pokemon sites where they're they're easily translating their own magazines that they're getting? Is like I feel like that has to exist somewhere, right? I would think so. Um, although you know, I don't speak Japanese, so I've uh, I can't just surf around the web as easily as I'd like to. Although I. Uh, you know, I live in China. I have for about 10 years and there's I've gotten pretty good at searching for things in other languages that I don't fully understand. So but from, from what I can tell, it's not very well documented. For example, um, the way I originally found out about those Nintendo Dream uh, magazine issues that talk about the Gen 5 origins was um, there was a now defunct but still on the Wayback Machine uh, Japanese language blog where someone had transcribed those uh, interviews from the magazine and Bulbapedia, as they sometimes do, they'll cite Japanese language stuff. And then I guess someone said, oh, it says this in English. So it's untranslated. They use it as a source. And in this case, I went and had that source translated. But actually, I'd more recently, after I'd actually bought the magazines, I realized that a lot of what this person had transcribed was actually summaries, not actual quotes and so maybe he'd summarized a paragraph into a couple sentences so i actually ended up having to get a lot of that stuff retranslated but um as far as i can tell even in japanese a lot of it's not too well documented which yeah it makes it necessary to actually go find the actual magazines or you know other primary source documents and, and actually get a professional to translate them and um unfortunately it doesn't seem like there's a super good source of of like a japanese person who's actually collected that in one place so um you know there's a lot of work to be done sure there's tons of hardcore japanese pokemon fans that have every magazine sitting in a closet uh yeah some you just have to find I'll those people <laughs> right so like uh just this past week there was uh 
a similar thing where I'd, I was bumping around on Bulbapedia and I found like a, a source or they, they cited a source, but there was no, you know, it wouldn't hold up in, in a college level essay. It was just said like, well, this, this, it says this in this book, but there's no page number. There's no translation. There's no direct quote. It just said like, th this is mentioned in this book. Um, it was the, the book was an autobiography of, um, I'm not even going to try and say her name, but uh, she's the host of Pokemon Sunday, and she's okay. a voice actress who does uh, Spiky Ear P Pikachu, Shoko something. Anyway, in her autobiography, it says, as something I'm going to tweet about tomorrow, um, it says that Spiky Ear Pikachu was originally supposed to be White Pikachu. Oh. And that they were, they were planning on releasing like a White Pichu branded white cream soup. <laughs> because okay. uh i mean to, this to, doesn't to surprise Jap me they released some real weird pokemon food <laughs> so the uh, japanese uh the words for for spiky ear or for white pichu and white cream soup are almost identical there's like one letter difference and so I'm like oh well, if we're gonna make white pikachu we can just start selling white soup put white pichu on it but um they ended up it's kind of complicated. Uh, they ended up scrapping that idea and going for Spiky Ear Pichu, and that was based off of this. The girl who does the, vo the one of the voice actors is always making typos, and basically one of the typos that she was always making. Uh, the word is originally is big, but she made a typo, typo which translates to like spiky or spiky eared, something to that effect. And so they said, oh, you know, she's always making those typos. Let's use that typo. Oh, spiky, spiky ear Pichu. Yeah, let's do spiky ear Pichu. Yeah, let's do that. There's actually concept art. I've got photos of her, the the girl, the typo girl with uh, official concept art of uh, white Pichu. Um, and I've, I've, I went and I got that book on Japanese Amazon um, with the help of a, a guy named Webster. Shout out to him. And uh, had it translated by another friend of mine, Dogasu's Backpack. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. I've heard of them, but, yeah. Um, but uh, he's had been helping me on some translation stuff recently, um, finding kind of Japanese books, that kind of thing. He's great. But um, anyway, so I actually had to yeah, get the Japanese book, have it translated. Um, someone else had a picture of that concept art that they'd sent me and kind of was able to put this whole story together about how originally they had white Pichu planned for Gen 4 and... Not to mention the the cream soup merchandising, but um, they ended up throwing that idea in the trash. This is a this is a dumb question, but regards to the translation. So even even in you know 2019, when Masuda and uh, some other members of Game Freak sat on stage at E3, and you know they they said what they needed to say about you know not all Pokemon coming into Sword and Shield. You had all these people on the internet saying like, oh, they must have mistranslated it wrong or maybe we just didn't understand. And then, you know, fast forward a couple months with the Game Informer interview where they Game Informer said there was, you know, I think, what, 18 gyms. And then they were like, no, that was a mistranslation. Cancel no, no, only eight gyms, only eight gyms, only eight gyms. Um, do you do you worry that in your end with the, you know, people you pay for translation that, you know, something might not be actually 100 percent? Maybe they got one or two words wrong or misinterpreted something i've gone through a few translators there's a few people i'd use that they i'd have had to throw out their translations because it just wasn't up to snuff um the people i've been using more recently i'm feel pretty confident about and i always double check key phrases um the most important parts really like with other translators to make sure that you know if if um ken sugimori said that 
you know, like the Hydragon family were, were originally supposed to be tanks and that the purple tread marks on, on their bellies and their final designs are leftovers from the tanks. You know, that's pretty important information to make sure it's, it's right. And so when, when I get that in from the translator, I'll make sure and double check that because that's particularly important. And, um, you know, if necessary, I'll, you know, make any adjustments to the translation and then check that back with the original translators. There's a lot of back and forth that goes on with these translations. But fortunately, the, the translator I've been using more recently is really good and is also a, a Pokemon fan herself. So oh, okay. uh, that helps a lot because I've, I've learned that in the past. That even if you have a good translator, if they don't know what Pokemon is, then then there's going to be some some you know errors just because they don't know what a trainer is they don't know what a pikachu is they don't know what leveling up is and you know so forth so that makes sense uh can we bring up something that was a little bit controversial here and uh bubblepedia has since corrected uh forgive me i'm so bad at saying japanese names uh you're you know exactly where i'm gonna go with this uh sayoto i i would mispronounce it myself i would say muneo saito Um, okay but it's probably wrong too. Oh, this is the male versus female thing. Yeah. So not only was it a male versus female thing, but I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, somewhere in the last twenty some years, where people think that a saber tooth tiger is a dog, and so the other two are also a dog. Ken Sugimori, I think, on Twitter, who then asked the creator of Entei Suicune and Raiko, you know, what their thought process was, and they they tweeted about it. And I saw this oh, over a year ago. I think it was a Reddit or a thread that, you know, somebody took all the, they screenshotted all the conversation, put it in a giant image. And you recently just tweeted about it. And for whatever reason, Bulbapedia said she instead of he. So there's kind of like a lot to unwrap here. One, that Bulbapedia said she for several years. And two, that, you know, even after you tell fans that, you know, they said for the most part that, you know, they're based off a lion and a tiger and stuff that people still are like, well, I'm calling them dogs. Right. <laughs> very weird. It is pretty weird. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I, someone had sent me that Reddit reddit uh, thread uh that was like a copy paste and translation of a twitter conversation between like, like five social medias all mixed up yeah I've, I've seen that conversation between sugimori and uh saito i'd originally was talking i i referred to saito as a girl and some people said no it's a he and then i started saying oh uh, next time i said oh he and people were like no it's she but anyway at this point i've got <laughs> That was like my week last week when I like when your tweet or not last <laughs> week but the week before I was like well they have always known it as a girl and they're saying he is it uh, then I started saying he and the people were like not to she because it's on Bulbapedia and I was like uh I feel like I feel like Lava probably did more research than I did on this well so I've, uh, other people told me because you know there's there's several Game Freak developers who are really hard to find pictures or even any information about them there's several that just don't have I mean, they're, they're just not on Google Images. They're not anywhere. Um, someone did end up, uh, the Japanese person did end up sending me pictures of, of Muneo Saito. And uh, it is definitely a dude. And there's some other stuff, like in some Game Freak documents, uh, they list all their, the staff who worked on this particular project, they listed them all as male or female. And Saito's listed as a male. So it's definitely a dude. I can say that with confidence now. But because okay. it says on Bulbapedia, she, anytime they have you updated say he it. or she... Oh, they have okay. As right, of, as of February twelfth, it, it says he has worked uh, for Game Freak, so I'm not sure when that happened. Uh, 
but uh, I guess I guess somebody somebody probably saw that conversation from you recently because when you tweeted that, which again was like maybe a week or two ago of this conversation, uh, it still said she. I think it was probably there's a Bulbapedia moderator who's an absolute rock star. He's 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 he knows uh, a lot of time. I'll have a question. I'll go to him. He just has all these weird Japanese books and maps and all kinds of stuff that I didn't even know existed. And I'll have a question. He'll have like a pile of documents he'll go through just to confirm whether this map should be considered canon or not. But anyway, there's Snorlax Monster as a Bulbapedia moderator that I'm yes, uh, friends I've, with. And we've I, had him on the show before. He's great. Oh, oh yeah, he's great. And he's probably the one who updated that. He's yeah, he's really good. But you're uh, you're gonna keep on, I guess, reporting on old Pokemon stuff for the the time being. I see. I don't I don't think you're gonna. I mean, it doesn't sound like you're you're not. It doesn't sound like you're gonna stop looking for magazines in the in the future here. No, nope, I'm all about that old news. So, for our listeners, where where can they find your stuff? I know you have YouTube, you have your website, you have your Twitter. Uh, if there's any one that you want to maybe shout out that you missed and are almost 90 minute conversation youtube and twitter uh, i'm uh, dr lava's lost pokemon and uh, my website is lava cut content and uh yeah cover the kind of stuff that we've been talking about japanese content translations cut content beta material that kind of thing awesome well i appreciate you have having you on if uh you know in a month or so you have more news and you still can't leave your house uh, we can definitely <laughs> have you back on for sure. That sounds great because I they're saying it's going to be two or three months until it's safe to go outside. So it's actually unreal. I'd love to come back on. <laughs> well, I love you. Have you on? Um, all all the links for Lava Cut content will be in the show notes. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do our Pokemon of the week and our question of the week. So we will be back in a second. Are you prepared for a very important announcement? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Okay, it comes yes, with a musical yes. accompaniment. It's the first time I've sung on such a major international stage. Um, it goes... Do you recognize it? No, no. It is the intro to my new podcast, Katamari Cast, colon, Let's Roll Up Together. We are back. Pokemon Home. Sensation of the week. (laughs) Some issues that we talked about last week. There were some good things we talked about last week. They have updated the app three times since we last talked. If you are on iOS, they updated it four times. If you're on Android, because the last update, 1.0.8, is specifically only for Android. I believe it had to do with, like, 32-bit devices, um, I think. So iOS never got 1.0.8. I'm assuming they update it again. Both versions will go to 1.0.9. Has your opinions on home changed at all since the updates? And since it's now been more than a week since uh, the service has come out. I mean, my opinion 
the updates have not had any influence on my opinion. Um, I did upload, so I'm being very cautious uh, because I just want to control my Pokemon experience pretty strongly. Um, and what I don't want to happen, because I just recall with Pokemon Bank, with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, was you could synchronize your Pokemon Bank with those games, and then it would say, oh, you've already completed the National decks because you have it all up in Bank. And like, I don't want that to accidentally happen with Pokemon Sword, because right now I am going through and building a living decks in Pokemon Sword, because that's actually fun for me to do, um, and I'm having a lot of fun doing that. Uh, so I uploaded my current living decks, which is up through Melmetal, um, into Pokemon Home. Uh, it actually, I mean, it's gone okay. Uh, the boxes, there's, uh, like, on the mobile phone, it's odd, but uh -huh. it's not the end of the world. <laughs> um, just, like, they, they have the... The for some reason they have like a list of bank or not they have like home boxes and now I just had it open in front of me and I closed. Are you it. talking about the labels? Because they label no, your home boxes or your they label yeah. they label the boxes that come from banks so you can find them easier when you deposit them. Yeah, so I have like bank one through twenty seven. Uh -huh. Although they're or I mean uh, yeah, bank one through twenty seven, but they're in descending order for for whatever reason. Um, and then I have like home one through infinity and on, which for some reason, like, even though I uploaded the Pokemon into Pokemon home in a very orderly fashion, they're not in any order in the home. <laughs> so home defaults because it's like, go, it defaults to like the default view is the last 30 that you deposited. Yeah, for which whatever I reason. Guess that makes sense because if you just deposited, you probably want to know where they went. Maybe. Well, so now, like my box, like if I'm on my phone, which I am, and I go into box home one, right? Yep. Okay, so yeah. that's that's organized right. Okay, so it's Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard. That's it's all good, but. I don't. What, where's Meltan and Melmetal? They, they got uh, lost. Well, they 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 do have. I mean, Mel Meltan is eight oh eight, and Melmetal is eight oh nine. But they're not. They're not there. Uh, it's. They're not in order anymore. Even though when I look at the other ones, they are in order. I just. So I didn't realize this from last week, Greg. I don't know if this answers your question, but. Okay, so I have a minor complaint here. I'm sure they can fix this, but it really bothers me that I can't reorder my labels. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have like so I have I have labels for like 2012 event, 2013 event, 2018 event, 2015 event. They're in the wrong order. Um, and then I have different labels for like so a lot of those events are mythicals, but I also have a label for all my mythicals, um, which apparently I have 74 of that I can just find. So I can look at all my mythicals at once by clicking the mythical label. Or if I want to look at, like, these are the Pokemon I specifically got during 2016 events, I can click on that. Um, but then under all the labels, it does show the boxes. So my first box is 001 to 030, and then 031 to 060. So it does show you all the boxes that you have. And then eventually it gets to, like, Home 10, Home 11, Home 12, because I haven't renamed those boxes. 
So does that not solve the issue you're looking for? Because I can click on 0, 0, 001 to 030, and now I can see that box of those 30 Pokemon. Yeah, they're in Pokedex order, too. <laughs> so let me say something really nice about Pokemon Home. Like, one thing that they did that no Pokemon game, as far as I know, has done before, and it's something that I've wanted for a very long time. If the Pokemon is shiny, when I'm looking at it in the box view, I see the shiny oh, yeah, yes. colors. Yes, that is very nice. Which, well, when you said no Pokemon game has ever done, uh, Pokemon Go says hi. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I was going to say a game with Pokemon I care about, but let's not be so harsh. <laughs> to answer your question... Like, has my experience gotten better? Was that your question? I guess that was the original question, yeah. No? Okay. <laughs> I mean... I do like the graphics for the Pokemon, too. Like, the, the drawings that they've made. Yeah, are, the I like, mean, official really nice. 2D art. Yeah. The problems that exist before still exist. Um, There's still some questions about, like, like, why is my day counter when the challenge is not counting up? Like, there's still a bunch of bugs, which is fine. Everything has bugs. Are we ready for my PSA? Because this is my PSA. Yes, I would love to hear your PSA. All right, dear users of the internet, if a person on the GTS has put up a Vivian and is asking for a Vivian back, <laughs> they are not looking for the exact same form <laughs> that oh. they're sending out. <laughs> Nobody is gaining anything if I'm sending you a Japanese form butterfly and you send me back the same Japanese form butterfly. You can see this which Vivian it is, right? Not when I send it. Yeah, you can look at it. I don't, I'm like, who are you people that are like, oh, I'll trade you the exact same Vivian. For Who's winning in that <laughs> trade? No one. That's not why that's up there. <laughs> oh, man. Also, just Pokemon Company, I know you're listening. Please. Please put something in that if somebody checks Venusaur from level 1 to 10, that that can't exist, tell it to say no. Spoiler, it can, technically. Uh, because of Pokemon Go, you can have, like, a level 5 Charizard. But we can't access it yet, right? You can like, through there's... Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. So if somebody caught a wild level 5 Charizard they can move it through Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee into Pokemon Home. I didn't think about that until somebody brought it up. Yeah, but, like, Gen 5 isn't in there. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, you like, can't I get, like, a... I don't have a problem. If, if suddenly something becomes available and they say, hey, we're going to check this out and check it off, great. All the people that are asking for level 1 to 10 Vivion, they don't exist. They can't exist. It doesn't evolve to level 12. Yes. And you, for your own server space and for people trying to search anything just say those things aren't possible because you had put up a ditto right i put up a ditto a level 40 56 ditto that i caught in cerulean cave and let's go pikachu let's go eevee i put up a ditto and i asked for a vivlion and i have one i got a bunch of japanese ones because people are trading me the exact same ones over and over and over again do you think I could find your ditto amongst all the people asking for things that are not possible? No one could Heck find my ditto. No. I searched by every option, and 
because it fills up so fast with a lot of stuff that can't happen. Like, I, I went through, this is how far I went to try to figure it out. I did level range, game it came from, and I couldn't find it. Because you can select those as filtering options, and it wasn't there. But everybody else asking for things that didn't exist sure were. It's just a very frustrating that. Well, I think the more frustrating thing that we talked about last week was that it was, hey, I'm looking for uh, a Zara Aura, but I'm only offering a Weedle. <laughs> right. Uh, and they fixed that. That was actually one of the, the first things that they fixed uh, after the podcast, obviously, because they listened to the podcast. Obviously. But you can't trade mythical Pokemon anymore. And you could never trade mythical Pokemon, which we talked about last week. Um, the reason that mythical Pokemon... You can always trade a mythical Pokemon to somebody in the same room as you, locally. Through a link cable, or through uh, uh, IR, or through Wi-Fi, or whatever. When Greg was here, um, like a year ago... I traded him a Meloetta that I got from the World Championship, and you traded me, I think, a Victini or something I was missing. Yeah. Something I was missing. But we traded Mythical Pokemon. That works. On the GTS, Mythical Pokemon have ribbons that prevent them from being traded. Ideally, the Cherish Ball also. You're not supposed to be able to trade Cherish Ball Pokemon through the GTS, but it's the ribbon itself that prevents the trade. It's usually like celebratory ribbon or or rib... like ribbon of event the in x and y and sun and moon the gts were was had a bunch of mythical pokemon that you could trade but they were all hacked or pk hacks because they were missing the ribbon so when you when those people created the pokemon from scratch in their third party program they just didn't include the ribbon which allowed it to be traded um so it's like one way to tell if your pokemon was authentic is 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 it the correct ot is it the correct uh, ID numbers, does it even have the ribbon? If you can just say no to all of those, because uh, if you got it wonder traded to you, <laughs> it wouldn't, it had to not have the ribbon to arrive to you. Um, so they pretty much turned off all mythical stuff. Yeah. In the I update. mean, it can't be traded, but you can still request that to be sent to you. Yeah, but which... let, let those, let those people waste their three requests and not well, go yeah, anywhere. But it, but it, but it gunks up the search, right? Yeah, I'm like, sure it does. It it just gunks up the works. Well, like it, if, it ruins the the user experience, is what it is. Yeah, and so it's just like if if mythicals can't be accepted through traded through the GTS or Wonder don't ha or Wonder don't have that uh, a selectable option. Just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Legendaries are so broken. Uh, for some reason, if you toggle, don't search by legendaries, uh, type null, and the tapus are still showing, even if you have that on and off. So that's still broken as of this podcast. Yep. Um, mythicals can no longer be room traded. That was part of the other thing. Um, so again, I don't... They there There needs to be like what Pokemon Go did, where Niantic was like, okay, you can trade one legendary a day. You gotta be local. You're not allowed to trade mythicals. Uh, you can trade, like, there needs to be some, almost like a checklist of, like, what is allowed and what is not allowed, because now we have multiple ways between Pokemon Go, Sword and Shield, Sun and Moon, Wonder Trade, Room Trade, Surprise Trade, GTS, what can be traded where? <laughs> we need yeah. a list, 
if they came out and they were like, hey, this is what we're doing. Mythicals can only be traded when you're standing next to a person. I'm sure like that would be probably upsetting to a lot of people, but at least we know. And if they were like, hey, right. legendaries can be traded with friends, whether that is through the GTS or through Wonder Trade or through whatever, cool. But you're only allowed one a day. And if you have 800 Trubbish, trade to your heart's content on everything in the world. But we, <laughs> but like that's the frustrating part right now for people is they want to get the Magirna of different right. color. So like I'm sure they will, I'm sure they will release more mythical Pokemon as we go. If I was missing Victini, I don't have a way to put Victini into Sword and Shield to trade a friend. Yep. So the only way I can trade Victini is by standing next to a friend, and I can trade them a Victini. They can then register it in their national decks. They can then apply to get the, the Magirna, which hopefully is still not fully fixed, but they get the Magirna for having a complete decks. Then they trade me the Victini back, and we're good. And I, I personally don't have a problem with that because, like, at the end of the day, that's what Pokemon Go kind of, or Pokemon was always is like, gotta talk to you, gotta make friends to trade. <laughs> Nobody and, does that anymore. Yeah, but. If if they really want to keep mythical Pokemon special, Greg, I saw you trade twenty Pokemon with somebody just this Thursday night, and that somebody was a friend of yours. So don't say yeah. nobody does that anymore. <laughs> I made that friend before making that trade. I didn't make that friend while making those. Yeah, trades. look, oh, okay, look. True. If I and met some random person and like, they were like, "Hey, can I borrow your Victini?" I'd be like, mm, "Maybe not." <laughs> <laughs> but if it was a genuine I mean, friend and that they were missing like three mythical pokemon and we met each other at pax like finally hey we've known each other for two years i know you're only missing zara aura and victini let me trade these these real quick cool you got me your magirna thanks for those back i'm so happy i was able to help you like that's it that is a situation i want to happen and it can happen uh but there's still there's this vagueness of like Game Freak, what would you like us players to do? Like, give, yeah. like, list out what you, what your overview of this service should be. Because now people are like, what, how are we supposed to trade these things? Do you, if you want us to trade them in person and you want these to be special, just say that. Just come out and say, like, right. hey, this is our, this is our goal going forward. Here are the expectations we are setting. And if you put an exclamation point saying, I've completed a challenge. But when I go in the challenges, you haven't put an exclamation point on the one that I've completed. I still don't know what I just did. I think that has, <laughs> I think the challenges and the news, that is the thing that's broken. Cause I've noticed people who can't get Magirna, um, even if they have a complete national decks, they also, their challenges say they've only checked the app on day one. So those that's two, me. those two problems seem to be together. The challenges and the Magirna seem to be the, the current most broken thing. They, yeah, they, like I don't, I, I, I've literally used Pokemon Home every day, because uh, I've been trying to get my Vivion Dex, uh, forms. Which again, guess what, kids? I just got the same form for a same form. It's maddening. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. Stop doing this to me. But like, it doesn't move forward. And I have, I've had, I have people who are like, oh, I'll just borrow your Zero Aura and I'll give it right back. And I'm like, I don't want to give it to you. And it not work. Have to ha it not work, or you have to hold on to it for a month until this gets fixed. I'm not going to give anything that I only have one copy of 
until I know this is fixed, until this is actually going to reward you with the thing that you want. And I don't like, and it could be my game. Like I'm stuck. A lot of my things are stuck on day one, like, but a lot of them aren't like, I just did another 20 wonder trades and that wonder trade count went up, but my days haven't. It's so like I get that there's bugs and there's always going to be bug problems, but I would just like to to core, know core functionality to function. I would just like to know before like is it a bug on my end? Should I be submitting a bug report? Is this a well known issue? Is this you know it's not been a long time, which is fine. Um, but like I can't give a hundred percent thumbs up on it when I'm still feeling really uneasy with a lot of the core function. Yeah. And I use it a lot. Like people are like upset or whatever that I'm I'm not having an ideal time with home. It hasn't stopped me from using it. It didn't stop me from paying for it. So they've got my money. I just wish that I had more faith in it. Like sitting in your stream and doing a 20 room trade was fun. Yeah. I really but, like room trade. I think it's cool. But until it's somebody only comes fun. in and they're like I got more hacked ho I got more shiny yeah. hoes where that is, and it's like, oh, okay, dude. No, you don't. Yeah, like Please there's leave. no control over it, and it's fun. F it's fun because I know somebody who's doing that for entertainment. Is a novel like if I was sitting at Gen Con, I'm not jumping into a bunch of randos room trade screen to be like, let's zip zip zip, let's send whatever. Like it's a weird function that's fun in a very specific use case. Like, and I sat out there and gave out a bunch of my hidden ability Rosalias, and then, you know, when I got the Litten from you, I, I backed out, and then when you do it again, I run in and give away a few more. Like, it's fun to send those things out, but it's, like, not a thrilling function. It is definitely, well, because the timers on the room trade are so high, it's, like, definitely, They're like, so long. Uh, well, we got about six minutes before this Pokemon even starts to be traded, so, uh, right. <laughs> what would you the like to The countdown is... Is is there no way to say, hey, it's full, skip to the next no, step? No, so there's two countdowns. The first countdown is, um, like, it's, what, like, 200 seconds or whatever, yeah. which is the room Everybody filling up. in the room. And then that doesn't, you don't, that timer doesn't start until the host picks their Pokemon. And once the host picks their Pokemon, the room closes, and then everyone else has, then a new timer starts of 200 seconds, which is everyone else picking their Pokemon. Um, but once everyone picks their Pokemon, the timer still goes, which I can kind of see is understandable because, like, if you were the last person to pick and then you selected the wrong Pokemon, you don't want to be locked into that. But there almost needs to be, like, a, once everyone like, picks, now we've dropped the timer to 10 seconds, and that gives what? any people an option to be like, oh, let me reselect, which then extends the length. Because there was lots of times where everyone picked and we were still waiting like 85 seconds. I mean, like three minutes is a long time. Yeah, why can't it be like the raid battles where it's like once everybody says, I'm good, then it goes. Oh, <laughs> in like Sword and Shield, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the th the timers are just really long. I, I was thinking, because what are the raid timers in Pokemon Go? They're only like... Well, it depends. I think... Five stars have longer timers than, like, one and two stars, I think. And even then, I'm like, okay, come on, nobody more is coming. Let's go. It's full. There's 20. If you're listening and you're having some errors, this is off support.pokemon.com. 
So if you're having error 8807, um, this occurs with an issue of Pokemon Home save data on your device. Um, so you have to delete the save data, restart Pokemon Home to resolve the issue. Deleting Pokemon Home does not remove the Pokemon from your Pokemon Home because that's on the cloud. What you have to do is from the Home menu, select System Settings, scroll down to Data Management, press A, scroll down and highlight Save, Delete Save Data, press A. If you're on the Switch and you need to enter parental controls, you do that now. Select which game title you want to delete the save data for, Pokemon Home, delete it. Select the user you want to delete it for, the user that's having the issue and then delete it. Once you do that, then re-download Pokemon Home, and it should fix that. So that's support errors 8807 if you're on, obviously, the Switch. Uh, if you're getting error 999... And this means you just would be getting the error code, right? It's not like you're not seeing something happening. If you're getting that specific error If you're error getting that code. specific error. So those are the ones that they've, they've updated these like 10 hours ago. So these are still known errors... Uh, that's why I'm bringing them up. This uh, so the if you're getting error nine nine nine, this error is caused that you have one or more Pokemon you're in creation using manipulated game data. Even if you've obtained this Pokemon unintentionally, Pokemon created manipulated game data cannot be used in Pokemon Home. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> you yeah, really that, did. A... Yeah, that's <clears throat> so frustrating. Like knowing that people got hacked things the first day of Wonderboxing. Like, I don't know. They're never going to disclose what they look for in hacked Pokemon. Right. But so many hacked Pokemon got through. So if you're getting error 999, you probably have an obviously hacked Pokemon. Again, I don't know what they're checking for. <laughs> if you have that issue. Um, so if that Pokemon's been moved to home, if somehow it made it through, uh, the Pokemon will cause the application to freeze or become unresponsive when you search for it. If this happens, you need to shut down and restart Pokemon home. To resolve this program, to resolve this problem, delete any Pokemon of this kind from home by the following steps. On the Switch, highlight the Pokemon, press X. Press the A button to hold it up. Highlight release, press A. Just as Pokemon, release and press A. You're getting a 999. It's because of a hacked Pokemon. 888 is uh, an issue with save data management. Those are the two most common issues according to support.pokemon.com. Um, there was an issue that was fixed in 1.0.7, which was the face ID issue on iOS, which when we talked about last week, Pokemon Home has flaws and it wasn't great out the gate. I had 800 people watching me on Twitch when Pokemon Home came out, which is a very, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, 800 people out of probably a million plus people that downloaded this game or application is very small, but I'm not exaggerating. With the amount of people that came into stream, they couldn't find the app. And when they didn't get the app, that they, was could, me. they couldn't log into the app. And I'm and in retrospect, I'm thinking, like, if you don't use Twitter right. and you don't use Twitch and, you know, you just play Pokemon and this was your first experience of, like, uh, how am I? I can't log into this app. I can't link my Nintendo account. Like, there was no support articles at the time. You know, no, like even Serebii wasn't reporting on how to fix this issue, but I figured it out with my community, which is if you were trying to log in via face ID, it would fail. And the only way to get past it was to manually type your password. 
You couldn't copy and paste it. You couldn't face ID it. You just had to type it in yourself and it will work. And they fixed it. It's fixed now. And it took them a week to fix it. But if you didn't try that, if you're just using face ID on iOS because it's worked for everything else and it doesn't work for this, and you reset your password, you did everything else, none of that would have worked unless you typed your password. Which, like, I get it. That's probably like, hey, no one tested Face ID <laughs> before it shipped because they probably all just typed in their, like, password123, their test dummy accounts to make sure it worked. But, like, I helped probably 50, 60-plus people that night of just, like, hey, I have iOS and I... Or, like, I can't log in. And my question was, do you have iOS and Android? And they would say iOS. And I would say, don't use Face ID or Touch ID. And they would say, oh, my gosh, that worked. Look, the Pokemon company ain't paying me to do tech support. But I was able to, I was, <laughs> I was able to help 50 plus people that night just by saying manually type in your password. Um, I don't know what the, where, the, where I was going with that. But those issues in general can definitely turn somebody off to be like, well, it just doesn't work. I guess I'm not using it. Right. And it doesn't help that the English app store says nothing but bug fix every time they've updated the app. Where if uh, I go it's to the, so frustrating. Where I go so to many the, of them do that. Japanese support page and I hit Google Translate, it does actually say what these issues fix. So that's how I know 1.0.7 fixed face ID because it literally says that in the official Japanese support page, it tells you everything they fix. But the English page, it just says fixed bugs. Like, I don't know what the... I mean, there may be a Japanese legal requirement that if you do update an application, you have to specify exactly what your updates are doing. Can we get that legal requirement? Yeah, can we, like... Have you met our government? Yes. No. But the person who who updated Resolve Error 999 17 hours ago on support.pokemon.com, like, why can't they just... I don't know. It's It's very frustrating that, like, we're not seeing the issues being fixed. Well, that's part of the American legal system is never admit that you did anything wrong, ever. <laughs> just, just say you fixed bugs and yes. you're good to go. Yes, because nobody can sue you for an ambiguous, we fixed the bugs. They can sue you for face ID wasn't working and therefore I lost productivity of my job because specifically face ID wasn't working. That's just how America works. Well, that's can all I, I got. Can, can I do my Pokemon Home PSA right now? Yes. It'd be real fast. I would love yeah. to hear it. No, you don't. Right. Take your time. PSA it up. My Pokemon Home PSA comes in two parts. Part the first. If I am doing a max raid battle in Pokemon Sword and or Shield, and you show up for my max raid with your shiny Keldeo, where there has never been a shiny Keldeo possible, you're going to get banned. (laughs) Number one. Part the second. If you show up for my max raid battle in Pokemon Sword and or Shield... And it's a toxicity, and you bring in your shiny vile plume because you want to flex that you have a shiny vile plume. You're gonna get banned. All right, that's my PSA right there. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get banned. It I'm- is amazing. It's, I mean, it has calmed down, but literally, like on the first two or three days after Pokemon Home, everybody was bringing their shinies into max raids. Like, no matter how useless they were against the Pokemon we were max raiding against. And I was just like, I got so incredibly frustrated. And then I also discovered that, like, if I was playing during prime Japanese hours, so like early, early morning in the United States, the max raids were normal and people brought normal Pokemon that would be super effective against the, the 
Pokemon we were trying to get. If I was playing in the evening, everybody was doing their shiny flexes. In you know all the the U.S. times, it was all shiny flexes. It was ridiculous. It's uh yeah, it's like I don't know. It's probably the same person that would also like they need to let you know how long their hunt was and how many. Un- unfortunately, they got eighteen different shinies before they got this one. So they need to let you know the stress and turmoil they went through before they. Oh, finally so their name got- is Steve. They documented as a video and put it up on YouTube. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Well, that's like what, what's funny for me is I do my little shiny hunts on Snapchat every day. And like uh, invariably, like every three or four months, somebody says, how many eggs have you hatched? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not writing down how many eggs I'm doing. That reminds me <laughs> like, of the one time where I like caught a, caught a, oh, what, what, what legendary was it? I don't remember. It was in Pokemon Go, but it, I walked all the way out to the end of this park. There was a bunch of us. Um, it might have been armored Mewtwo or something. So we all did the raid. I caught the Mewtwo, and then I like as soon as I caught it, I like caught like a Jigglypuff or something that was was like around the gym. And this one dude looked at me and he was like, "What IVs did you get?" And I was like, "What?" He was like, "You're Mewtwo. You're Mewtwo. What IVs did you get?" I was like, "I I I don't know, man. I didn't I didn't check." And he like threw up his like frustrated that I didn't know well, what my I know. IVs it's like were. Everybody asked me, he's like, but for 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 Rhyhorn Rhydon Day, whatever yesterday, and, and people were like, "Did you get any four stars?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> I I'd never pay attention to that at all." Like, jeez, uh-huh. I just look. I got I got three thousand plus Pokemon in my Pokemon home. I'm not saying that to flex. I'm saying that I like to catch Pokemon, and they exist, and they're doing something. They're they're, they're generating those home points. Yeah, they're or generating they're those called. home points. I mean, at the end of the day, I I don't care. <laughs> uh, like if I really need them for competitive purposes, I'll bottle cap them or something. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> All right, enough Pokemon Home. It's gotten seven updates in less than two weeks. Pokemon Bank had only got four updates in seven years, so... <laughs> so, uh, guess, they're winning on the bugs. I guess that's better. I guess, yeah, I guess that's a good sign for the future, maybe, I suppose, that the Is Apple it? only get better if they've updated it this many times this quickly. So, fingers crossed that, that, that in, like, two weeks, they just stop caring and never push out any updates. Greg, give us our question of the week. Oh, friends from Slack, you know how to keep our interests peaked? With your questions of the week, let's hear the question of the week. Yeah, I was like, let's hear the question of the oh, week. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this, is, no this more. is from Jetsy. If you were getting married, who would be in your wedding party? Could be Pokemon or characters from the anime slash games. Four totals. That includes the best man slash best woman. Um, it has to be from the series. Is this what we're saying? Well, no. Could be Pokemon or characters from anime slash games. Okay. First off, this is like one of those like Zen impossible to answer questions because Steve's already married, Greg's already married. I'm unmarriable. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If if suddenly characters from Pokemon and Pokemon were coming back to life or became reality, I would renew them vows. Yeah, you can always renew your vows. You can get married again. You can get married oh, to the same person twice, no. right? I mean, I can't get married for the first time, so... Well, maybe if there was a 
lick a tongue standing next to you. <laughs> no. No. Not my bag. Only if it knows body slam, though. Oh. <laughs> Is that one of its V-Max moves? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, Wallace is in my party okay. for sure. Uh, Juan is in my party for sure. Kakui's in my party for sure. Uh, Cynthia, uh, like Cynthia would RSVP but never show. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got that right. Uh, Dian- well, Diantha would be in my party. I, I would have Diantha in my party. I mean, she's a uh, washed up. Was she a movie star or was she a? She's TV a movie star. star. She was hardly washed up. I don't know about that. I mean, Roserade would be my best person. Um, oh, and they then it would go produce flowers like none other. Yeah, like hello. Uh, and then it'd probably go Wallace, Kakui, Deantha. That's a good party enough. And then I would invite everybody else. I I would I would be guilted into sending Alder a, an invite. I guarantee you that. Because mm-hmm. you know Alder's gonna drink. You know it. You're, yeah, you're not <laughs> wrong. You know, I would have to say I'd probably have to bring. I I can't invite Sycamore. He's he's too good looking of a guy. It'd be too distracting. But you would probably want to invite because <laughs> the bride's gonna run off with Sycamore. Yeah, Is yeah. This a that's Mrs. That's, Robinson situation. That's the worry. Uh, I you'd probably invite Professor Oak because he'd have some good stories to tell for those he, that don't want to be on the dance floor. He, he is going to complain about the food. And be in bed by eight. Oh, hey, that's true. He might he might gonna, leave the party really early. Who's gonna go pick up Professor Oak and who has to drive Professor Oak home? Okay. He's after. not that old. <laughs> I feel like I have to have Pikachu in the wedding party just because it's Pikachu. Sell out. I have to yeah. have Brock at I have to have Brock at the wedding. The thing is if you invite Brock at the wedding, you have to assign somebody to keep an eye on Brock because he is that guy at the wedding that is hoping to make the connection at your wedding and is making everybody uncomfortable. Yeah. Or Brock's going to be the one who's like, during your reception, uh, proposes to... Oh, oh, he's one of those people. Yeah. He is one of those people. Have you, ag- and- have you guys ever been to a wedding where somebody pulled that? The yep. like- Oh, heck no. Oh, yes. You I have? absolutely have. You have? Was yes. it as awful as it seems? Um, the answer is yes. Is it as awful as it seems? No, because you are imagining it to be much more cringeworthy than it actually is. Because The reason why it keeps it less cringeworthy is because a half of the people at the wedding are on board for that to happen. And they buff it. Everybody else going... How could you even think this was appropriate? And so you have like you have like the shock of people of the people who are like, "What are you doing?" Who who are staring at this oncoming train, and then the oh starts from the idiot brigade <laughs> who think that this is appropriate and charming, and then you're all swept up in this, and you're looking at the bride who has hit the roof. And the bridemaid is just handing drink after drink to calm the situation down. And then it passes. And then you all laugh about it. And then everybody gets really drunk and hopes to forget it. So it's not as bad, but it's pretty bad. 
but I have been there. Yes, on number uh, on an unfortunate amount of occasions. Unfortunate amount. Holy cow! Yeah, man, if that happened at my, my wedding, it would... happened in my own family. My own cousin did it to my other cousin. Oh my gosh! Ugh. Horror. Back to the question of the week. This is a really hard question for me to answer because if some weird planets aligned stars shifted in the sky for me to actually end up getting married, you guys would probably find out about it like two months after it actually happened because I'd just like get it done at the city hall and like not even mention it. <laughs> you would too. You're so rude. Okay, here. It's not we, rude. It's like it I'm saving rude. you guys the expense and the That's travel true. and the all that. We it's live like, in the same city. Good luck. I got married without bothering you guys. Yeah, but you got a job. You don't have to take time. Yeah, away you don't that. want to take off on a Friday. I, look, I had to drive to Milwaukee for New Year's. Hey, I that was probably the best sit- New Year's you've ever had. Mm. Uh, the. There was a year that I was fighting off chuds in my basement because Y2K was happening, so you got some <laughs> stiff competition there, buddy. Chuds. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, hold on. Pokemon of the week, we're moving on. Giovanni would be my best man. Uh, last week's Pokemon, um, it evolves from a trade evolution, uh, has to use a tooth-related item, to evolve during that trade evolution, um, and it has an erratic leveling rate, even though that's really inconsequential and was kind of thrown in just to throw people off. Who's that Pokemon? Oh, evolves from Clan Pearl. Come on. It's Octillery. That does not evolve from Clan Pearl. Why are you the worst? Of course, not that this is a great answer, because this is the worst. It's Huntail. It is Huntail. This Huntail's not the worst. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, it's not wearing a bra like Gorbis is. Look. So now I regret bringing this up at all. It wants to go where the people are. Don't mock it for its desires. Peak creativity here with Huntail. I mean, it's an eel that evolves from a clam. Yeah, you evolve from a clam. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Oyster? <laughs> Muscle? Muscle's like half a clam. There's yeah. little to no trivia about Huntail besides oh, that. Oh, no. And despite being a pure water type Pokemon, it bears dark type Pokey assistant in Ranger Shadows of Almia. Al- Alama. Good game. Oh man, I cannot wait for them to make Pokemon Ranger for the Switch. Keep... Do you think they will? No. Look, they made Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX. Mm. <laughs> Come on. Pokemon I, Ranger's coming I next. I defo need people's opinions on this sh- shuffle icon for Huntail. Because it's ugly, but so is Huntail. Oh, I like that shiny, though. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, Huntail's shiny is pretty good. Is it? Uh, oh, it's I green. I think the shuffle icon is okay. I think it represents Huntail. Why does Huntail have like a weevil head coming out of it? A weevil head? Like the weevil headband. What happened in Omega Are you, Ruby are you trying to say weevil? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Weevil. <laughs> sorry. I was, got weevils on the mind. Weevils are little bugs that I used to eat in my oatmeal mm. in St. Thomas in the 70s. Excuse me? <sighs> it's a story. <laughs> okay. Gen. What is it? Gen. Three. Seven. No, Gen 6. Every other generation, Huntail is twisting. 
And then you look at Gen 6, X and Y, and it's just one long tail. It's a straight it's boy. The, the, the first 3D models, that's all. That's where that came from. All right. This week's Pokemon of the Week is only for special people. Uh-oh. I'm out. You guys are both out. Dang. The Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX game will be coming to Switch on March 6th. That's really hard to say. You will know this week's Pokemon if you understand this week's question and answer pairs. Question. A delinquent is hassling a girl on a busy street. What will you do? Answer. Help without hesitation or help even if scared. Question. A human hand extends out of a toilet. What would you do? <laughs> it's a real question. It- <laughs> uh, um, a human hand extends out of a toilet. What would you do? Answer. Shake hands with it. No. Question. Can you go into a haunted house? Answer. No problem. Question. There is a person you like, but there is no opportunity to get close. What do you do? Answer. Bravely declare my love. Question. There is a scream from behind a door. How will you react? Answer. Yank open the door. Question. There is an alien invasion. What will you do? Answer. Fight. Question. You valiantly fight the aliens, but you are defeated. An alien tells you, you have impressed us. It was a pleasure to see. Join us and together we shall rule the world. How do you reply? Answer. Refuse. Question. When the going gets tough, do you get going? Answer. Yes. Question. You win a lottery. What do you do with the money? Answer. Give it away. Question. Your friend is being bullied. What do you do? Answer. Face up to the bully or heckle the bully from behind. Question. You're going bungee jumping for the first time. Since it's scary, you decide to test the rope with a doll. The bungee cord snaps. Do you still try to make the jump? Answer. Yes. What? Final question. Final question. Are you male or female? Answer. Male. All right. For those mystery dungeon players out there in the world, you all will know who this week's Pokemon is. If you've never played Mystery Dungeon, you have no idea what I just put you through and why. <laughs> you have to write these down. I will post them in the Pokemon of the Week Slack channel once this uh, episode is published. I'm really bothered by aliens putting a hand in the toilet. Aliens didn't put a hand in the toilet. <laughs> the toilet why did it extended, get in there? It extends out of the toilet. I don't know. It's one of those Japanese toilets, though. It's not. It's like a pit toilet. Ooh. I like a good Japanese toilet. The... You've got God. to be kidding. If I show up at your house and there is a hand coming out of your toilet, Steve, I swear <laughs> we, are, we are no longer friends. You've uh, got to shake that hand. No. <sighs> All right. That's our episode. We will be back next week. Pokemon... Pokemon Day is uh, when this episode comes up on Thursday. If you're listening to this on Monday. Also, if you made it to the end, your reminder to sign up for the Galar competition in Sword and Shield. You go under the Versus menu. You go to Online Competitions. And then you hit Sign Up. As always, you do not need your team ready 
And you need to at least play in one complete match, win or lose, in order to get your ball guy t-shirt. So if you want to go in with a Squovit, a Rookadi, and a Thievel, and just Ooh. lose, you are more than welcome to to get your ball guy t-shirt. Also, Isn't if you... it doubles? So you'd have to pick four. Oh, you'd have to pick one more. A Wooloo. Also, uh, because this always happens every time, you don't get your t-shirt right away. You have to wait till rankings are posted, which may take up to two weeks. So even if you do your match, participate, um, they could post rankings the following Monday, or they could post, post rankings a month later. It's just how fast they need to calculate rankings. Um, I, they seem to be doing a lot faster in Sword and Shield than they did in Sun and Moon. But because this actually awards battle, uh, this actually awards championship points for IRL games. It might take a little bit longer, but sign up, get your get your shirt. Uh, if you will be at PAX East this weekend, I will be there on Friday and Saturday, and then I'll be flying back Sunday morning, doing whatever Pokemon Go event there is, and then recording the podcast. And then we'll talk about what happened on Pokemon Day, which will either be uneventful like the previous years <laughs> or, or everything will happen maybe something will happen i'm assuming that uh, my guess would be that they're going to rotate some pokemon and raids i know toxicity is around till the 8th of march i'm assuming they will add a new raid pokemon gengar um i'm assuming pokemon masters will have some new characters that are not announced officially but probably seen in the data link leak I'm assuming Pokemon Center will have new items on their store. These are all very safe bets. Yeah. I don't expect anything like remakes of Black 2, White 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gen 4 first. No, nah, they're skipping no. it. They're skipping it going right to Gen 5. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, we have a subreddit you can join. Uh, that'll be in the show notes. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff in the show notes. Will at Wash in the Sink. Greg at White Wing. I'm at Dragging a Lake. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week. Uh, be safe. Uh, enjoy Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. We are super effective. Super good. Get me all my Vivillium forms. Stop trading me ones that I already have. This podcast is supported by our Patreon backers, and some of those people paid money to get their name read at the end of this show, starting with our producers, Liam, Casey, Noah, Patrick, Jetsy, Alex, Matthew, Kay, Courtney, Catherine, Jeffrey, Sejanus, Kevin, and our executive producers of Anthony and Pancakes. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the podcast as well, you can go over to patreon.com slash it's super effective or 
you can head over to the easier to remember domain ise.cash literally i s e dot c a s h super easy to remember because money exchanges hands and isc is short for the podcast uh also shout out to nick who does all the music for the show and yeah thank you for listening thank you for making it to the end this was new hey it was different we'll see you guys next week thank you so much for supporting the show and listening really really truly appreciate it we'll see you next week bye